been trying to contact you about your extended car warranty, which will be awarded in sketchy gift cards while aboard your free cruise to the Bahamas. You're listening to Jollyville Radio on KJVR, and I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust, coming to you live from the Purple Street Studios in beautiful downtown Jollyville. Today on the show, we have some haikus for bedtime, followed by our newest Jollyville sitcom, Happenings at Hungry Bob's. Yesterday, we celebrated Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Be with you. Today is Revenge of the Fifth, and our guest on Community Beat is Steve Ludwig, actual lightsaber fighter and organizer. We are excited to share this episode with you, so please stay tuned. Round, pudgy, chubby cheeks, announcing the all-new member of the Jollyville family. Welcome, Leif Alexander Beery, a.k.a. Robert Cheerful Jr., Jollyville Radio sends a shout out to Mountain View, California, birthplace of Silicon Valley, population 82,739. How y'all doing? Take a deep, relaxing breath. Let the troubles of the day fall away behind you as you exhale. Pull off the road if you're driving. Get comfortable. Close your eyes. Relax. Breathe normally and clear your mind. It's time for Haiku for Bedtime. No coffee for me. Rich, earthy smells of springtime. But awake all night. Noisy whistling ducks announce the approach of spring, gladly not at night. Campfires burning low, sleepy eyes reflect the glow, summer's last embers. This has been haiku for bedtime, because sweet dreams are made of these. Hey, this is Steve with Kyber Knights. You are listening to Jollyville Radio, KJVR. May the Force be with you, always. Happenings at Hungry Bob's is taped in front of a live studio audience. Every town has a place where anyone can be treated like everyone place where strangers are called friends. A place like Hungry Bob's Barbecue. 
and I'm the owner, Edwina Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Happenings at Hungry Bob's. Malakoff is just across the lake from Jollyville, and they have pride in their town. A little too much pride, you might say. They put a statue in the lake of a rubber duck, and it has caused quite a stir in Jollyville. So today in the restaurant, there's a special meeting between the towns, and you'll get a front seat to see what's quacking. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Hi, Ed. Bobby is a reporter for the radio station in Malakoff, 88.3 KOFF. You're here to report on the meeting, Bobby? Yes, but I'm running late. Oh, Grumpy Sue and Paul Fredrickson are already sitting at the table over yonder. Go get yourself a seat. I'll bring you a sweet tea. Wow, that's so sweet of you. (laughs) Well, it's about time you got here, Bobby. Sit down so we can get started and talking about Rhonda. Thanks for the warm welcome, Grumpy Sue. (laughs) Welcome, Bobby. Did you get stuck in traffic crossing the bridge? Yes, Paul. There were a lot of people pulled over on Jollycoff Highway. Here's your sweet tea, Bobby. Yes, people have been pulling over to take pictures of the duck statue ever since it went up. And can you blame them? I'm so proud of my town for such a beautiful installment. Does the statue have a name? Why, yes, of course. It's named Rhonda, the rubber duck. (laughs) Well, Grumpy Sue, many of us Jollyvillers are concerned about the placement of Rhonda the rubber duck. It faces Malakoff, which means that the tail end is pointing right at Jollyvale. (laughs) Sue, since you and I are both involved in politics for our respective towns, I thought that we might be able to come to an agreement together. That's grumpy, Sue, to you, and we'll just see about an agreement. Here's that order of hush puppies for the table. Thanks, Ed, but we didn't order these. Oh, (laughs) busted. I just wanted an excuse to hear how the meeting was going. (laughs) Don't worry, Ed. You'll get to hear all about it in the story I'm writing for KOFF. Rhonda has become a big issue in the rivalry between the towns. Well, I'll say... I agree with Paul. Whenever customers look at the lake from here in Jollyville, all they see is a big old duck butt looking right back at him. (laughs) Who decided that we should get the butt end of the duck anyway? Well, Rhonda's our mascot, obviously. But don't you think that might be a little mean-spirited to your neighbor city? What if we took turns having the duck face Jollyville and Malakoff? And run the risk of Rhonda being called the mascot of Jollyville? That'd be a disaster for our town. Besides, Malakoff foot the bill, so we get the bill. (laughs) Hey, I thought reporters were supposed to be neutral. I'm a reporter in Malakoff. That means I'm neutral in favor of Malakoff. (laughs) What if we just rotated the duck 90 degrees so that Rhonda would be facing the road? Both lanes would get a nice profile, and then no one would get the butt. That's a good idea. No, no, no way. Don't even think about it. 
Rhonda the Rubber Duck was situated as she is now with reason. And it is completely and utterly unreasonable to move her out of the question. <laughs> Why is that? Well, you see, the installation artist pointed Rhonda to the west under the constellation Cygnus, the swan, at the summer solstice. They also scattered bread from the local bakeries all around Rhonda as an offering. The belief is that with such an investment to the world of waterfowl, the cities on the lake will have great prosperity and luck. But to move Rhonda, that might cause disappointment to Cygnus, and the stars would fall out of alignment. And then we would all be cursed. <laughs> oh, look, I run a repair business, and I'm not taking any chances with that rubber duck. What if I go broke? And what if no one pledges to KOFF? I'll be out of a job. I don't think that a cheerful, yellow, 100-foot-tall rubber duck will end in a curse. I don't know. That curse sounds pretty serious, Paul. I'd rather have customers coming in laughing about the Jollyville butt than no one coming into my restaurant at all. All I know is I once walked under a ladder and actually had a whole year of bad luck. <laughs> Wait a minute, Paul. Remember that time when you lost the race for fourth grade class president because you spilled salt? Oh, yes. That was bad luck. <laughs> and don't you want good luck now that you're running for mayor? <laughs> oh, no. See? See, see, I told you. <laughs> How do I contact this artist? I need good luck. I think that's for another luncheon, Paul. <laughs> this has been Happenings at Hungry Bob's, only on KJBR. in a galaxy far, far away. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar, turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. Our guest aboard Jollyville's Purple Spaceship Studio, Steve Ludwig, creator of the Austin-based lightsaber fighting team, Kyber Knights, specializing in swordplay training in accord with the Kill Zone Rules format. What's happening, Knight Ludwig? Welcome to Community Beat. Thank you. Then that's how Jedi are addressed, correct? Knight? Well, yeah, but uh, I'm no Jedi. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> You're talking to a Sith here. <laughs> so tell us um, what exactly, uh, or how would you explain what Kyber Knights is? Well, Kyber Knights is a... Um, I would call Kyber Knights a um, lightsaber combat training group um, that ideally will turn it will turn into essentially a team of fighters. Um, what we hope to achieve in the lightsaber community is that uh, you know all of the major cities here in Texas they'll have um, groups like ours that um, 
continuously fight, practice, train amongst themselves, you know, during the week or just on the weekends where people get better and better at offense, defense. Um, they get better at uh, their fighting styles. And we really love it whenever someone has a little bit of martial arts training with sword play. They're actually able to join in and offer what they know to the group because one person comes in and whenever you go out there um, and you're going to spar and you spar with six different people in a session, like um, like in a training session, you, you go up against six different people. Everybody learns something else from someone else. And so, you know, uh, one man sharpens the face of another man, if you will. So, or not just men, because women are very, very good at this too. Um, and that's actually something that I want to make very abundantly clear to everybody is that, um, is that uh, women don't have the physical strength uh, typically of men, but that, meant, that means nothing in this sport. You know, um, all it takes is a lightsaber tap to the helmet to get a point. And women are just as fast. My girlfriend um, fights as well. And she's getting to the point now to where she's scoring points on me and whooping my butt. So, <laughs> so it's a very, very unisex friendly um, sport. But Kyber Knights is basically just a, uh, I would call it just a, a collection of fighters that uh, get together here in Austin and um, train in uh, sword play. And we've got really cool lightsabers to play with. And hopefully we'll have, um, have the team developing further while other cities' teams are developing. And uh, eventually we'll end up going for a, a state championship. So the type of fighter who is on your team, they don't have to be versed in sci-fi or be a, a Star Wars fan. Because you mentioned that, you know, some people come with fighting, sword fighting skills. Right. Yeah, no, nobody has to have any kind of like knowledge of, of, of lore or Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel. They don't have to have anything other than a desire to um, have fun. Um, we get a lot of passers-by that actually just, um, you know, pass by the group as we're fighting and they think it's fantastic. They think it's really cool. We've got armor. We're serious. Um, and, you know, we'll have like entire families to stop through and We'll just hand out, hand off. But, you know, myself, I've got like 10 lightsabers. Um, amongst all of us, we'll have like 10, 15, 20, 25 lightsabers out there in the field and um, plenty loaners for people to, you know, uh, to, to grab, see what it feels like to swing, swing a sword. Um, and, you know, I, I put on my full gear and I just give it to them. I'm like, you cannot hurt me. Just hit me, hit me. And they, you know, they hit me in the head a few times. I'm like, hit me harder. It's okay. And I just, I just walk them through the process of what it feels like to have a sword, to make contact, to hit someone. I'm very good at my defense, or at least I, I call myself very good at my defense. And so whenever I hand a sword to, uh, you know, I hand a lightsaber to someone who's never done it before, all they have to do is just swing, just try and hit me, just try and hit me and I'll block everything. And what happens is that whenever they're swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging and they're trying to hit my body, and I'm blocking everything, it makes them feel like they are caught up in the movie. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. And I guess with the with the sound effect coming from the sword, I mean I'm I imagine it's really fun. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. You should pick one up. <laughs> I should. I'm I'm very interested now. 
So Steve, tell us about the uh, lightsaber uh, fighting community. Well, the lightsaber fighting community is uh, is sort of a branch off from the lightsaber community itself. There's a lightsaber um, uh, community, like huge base online where um, it's you know basically just called the lightsaber community. It's a collection of um, hobbyists, collectors, um, lightsaber crafters. Um, you know, your saber smiths. Um, uh, we've got replicas where people will purchase a replica for two, three, four thousand dollars, you know, something that was based off of something that they saw in the, you know, in, in the movies. And then, of course, something that's your more um, economy lightsaber, you know, like some of the stuff from crimsondawn.com. Um, and uh, so the lightsaber community is already huge and very, very tight uh, group of people that work on uh, you know like they love the community videos from some of the flow artists uh in the community where you take your lightsaber you turn it on it's in the you know it's dark um out in the front yard or someplace and they're just doing basically just um, kind of imagine like a dubstep dancer only instead of doing dubstep he's wielding a lightsaber and just doing his he's practicing his flow art and recording it for the um recording it for the community so the community itself is very strong very large and then there's the fighters and the fighters take it take things to the next level um we focus on trying to uh fine hone our, our fighting skills and um whenever you have someone that you fight with you know someone locally from your neighborhood you fight with and you have a blast with them you end up getting really close and really tight and, um, you know, I, I would say that I was pretty new here to Austin. I didn't really have that many people that I um, really hung out with, um, a little bit of a workaholic, but then I found my lightsaber community here and um, I've gotten very, very close with these people. And whenever you fight someone, you know them. That's a beautiful thing, man. Steve, where can I find you guys uh, saber fighting or more information about Kyber Knights? Well, you can find us on Facebook um, with the Kyber Knights uh, little Facebook group there. And um, that's K-Y-B-E-R-K-N-I-G-H-T-S, Kyber Knights. So you can find us there on Facebook. We also have um, the same spelling with a YouTube channel. If anyone was ever curious about watching some of the fights, you know, we, we do record very often. Um, we want to watch our own fights. We want to put it on slow-mo and see the fights, you know, learn from it, see what we what we did but if someone's re reaching out or uh, joining us they can reach out through um, Facebook I, I believe it's an open book or I mean it's an open group where anyone can find everything all the content on it and if they wanted to join um, just uh, click the join button we'll let them in very interested in uh, meeting new people even if they just want to come out and see what we're doing talking with us steve and we wish you the best of the best thank you this has been jollyville community beat with uncle asar and dig this the jedi code there is no emotion there is peace there is no ignorance there is knowledge there is no passion there is serenity there's no chaos there is harmony which simply means no one can do everything but everyone can do something may the force be with you
The creative team that wrote and performed these episodes of Jolly Bull Radio includes Uncle Asar Al-Kabalon, Emily Ansonek, Lizzie Brister, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Richard Dayry, Brian Green, Alan Kay, Pilar Kep, Robert Leary, Thomas Schlitt, Matt Wake, Kay Wise Denty. Special appearances by Bob Dawn of the Bob Short Story Hour and Hidden Oaks Podcast. Lead editing by Dr. Monse Santian with social media help by Emily Ansonek. Direction and music by Michael Crosa. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing. Jollyville Radio is a product of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of the Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. If you're enjoying Jollyville Radio, consider supporting us on Patreon. For a small monthly pledge, you can have a big impact on the success of the show. Plus, depending on your pledge, you can get bonuses like access to the script archive, letters from characters, and even a chance to hear your own voice on the show. Just go to patreon.com and search for Jollyville Radio. The credits were read by the writers of episodes 214 through 217. They are Uncle Asar, Akebulan, Emily, Ansonet, Michael, Croza, Brian Green, Pilar Kep, KY Stenti. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.